This is the Wednesday, June 15th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got to cover a variety of action for tonight and through the weekend. So settle in and we'll set you up in a little more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into a fun betting slate. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. It's Tyler Fulgham and Anita Marks with you on this Wednesday. And we have major championship golf to discuss. So for a couple of golfing fiends, let's start there. The Country Club at Brookline, site of the, I believe, 122nd United States Open Championship. Always one of the toughest tests um, that you'll see each and every year, Anita. The rough is high, uh, greens are small, fairways are tight, um, and it's uh, a field that is uh, the deepest, as you will see, of any in the world. So I'll let you tee off first, Anita. What plays, what ways are you looking to attack betting the United States Open? Yeah, as you said, Tyler, right, best in the business uh, that we're going to start teeing it up tomorrow. So in, in looking for a winner, as we know, it's always hard. Listen, I had Tony Finau last week, came close, but I didn't get that cigar. It's hard to pick a winner. But I'm going to I'm, I'm looking at somebody who's got some really good odds that I think are going to surprise some people. And I'm going with Sun J.M. to win. You can get that at 40 to 1. And I'm going to play him across the board. Top 5, top 10, top 20, top 40 as, as well. Um, he always plays well on the big stage, tied for second and tied for eight. His last two Masters appearances, tied for 17th at the PGA Championship. And when I did a deep dive in regard to what you need in your bag to win on this track, he checks a lot of a lot of boxes. 29th in driving accuracy, as you know, you know you you want you need to stay out of the rough here, boy. These 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 guys aren't playing. Seventh in greens and regulation, you've got to get on. You, and also, you got to know where to land the ball because putting is going to be fast. And third in scrambling, and you always have to scramble well at the U.S. Open. So I'm going to go for those long odds. I'm putting some money on, on Sunjay M. Also, to finish in the top 20, give me some Max Homa. Uh, first two tour wins were both on major championship quality courses. He excels uh, on very difficult tracks as well. Tied for fifth at the Memorial. Uh, where he only needed, get this, man, I'm, uh, this is called putting envy. He only needed 99 putts that week in four <laughs> rounds. I, know, I mean, man, if my flat stick performed like that, I'd be shooting 72, 73 every time I went out. Um, and then I've got two dudes that I like to finish in the top 40, and these are, uh, I think, some sleeper plays. One is Scott Stallings. You can get him at plus 250. He's a local guy. This is his... This is his dream. This is his bucket list of all bucket lists to play in a U.S. Open in his own backyard. He's going to have a ton of friends and family there. He knows this track better than most, and this is his mission. So uh, really a really fun story to get behind. So I'm going to, for, for plus 250, I'm going to put some money that he's going to finish in the top 40. And last but not least, I think Ryan Fox is a sleepy good is, is a sneaky good play at plus 250 as well he's played well overseas uh he's finished six straight tournaments he's finished in the top 15 he's a big hitter and his game is on point so i got him i i, I just don't think a lot of people know a lot about ryan fox i just was turned on to him this week myself so again to finish in the top 40 at plus 250 those are, those are four of my favorite plays tyler 
Yeah, Fox is one of the hottest golfers in the world, though many over here may not know it because he plays on the uh, world tour, the European tour. Um, so I, I, I have Fox in my daily uh, fantasy lineup. Um, uh, some of the other names you mentioned it. as well, Max Homa, mm-hmm. I'm big on him. Uh, I'm going to try and find a, a couple of big paydays here. Let's start with a first round leader at 60 to 1, Aaron Wise. 60 to 1 to be your first round leader. He's seventh on tour this season in first round scoring average, um, 68.7. Uh, so he's one of the best first round performers that we have on the tour so far this season. He also has the benefit of uh, being the Thursday a.m. flight. There's not a drastic drastic difference um in terms of the flight but it certainly is going to be a little more advantageous to be teeing off um thursday morning um and then friday afternoon a uh, thursday morning is going to be the most docile um weather conditions that we will see on thursday and friday the wind picks up into friday or thursday afternoon and kind of maintains um at a similar rate all through uh, Friday morning and Friday afternoon. So guys that have that Thursday morning start um, might have a little bit of a weather advantage. Wise is in that grouping, and uh, he, he's been one of the best first-round scorers on tour this season. So 60-1 to 1 to be our first-round uh, scoring uh, leader. Xander Shoffley's my pick to win at 22-1. to 1. I also am top 10 at plus 225. He's never finished worse than seventh in five career U.S. Open starts. Uh, that's just absolutely remarkable. X-Man plays his best when courses are their most difficult and when the uh, field is the deepest. So uh, that's my official pick to win. And uh, plus 225 seems like good value to be inside the top 10, something he's never not done uh, at a United States Open Championship. So we'll break this down a little bit further today on BET, 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And today on Daily Wager, uh, we'll have the caddy be joining us on both shows, get picks from everyone on Daily Wager at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Let's move to the ice where we have game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs um, uh, taking place. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche just absolutely storming through the Western Conference, sweeping Nashville, sweeping Edmonton, lost just two games to the St. Louis Blues in the second round. Meanwhile, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are a team that is looking for a third consecutive Stanley Cup championship. Um, They had some uh, more difficult series, especially that uh, last series against the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Lightning uh, are underdogs in this series and underdogs in game one. How are you looking to approach either the series or game one of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, first things first, series, uh, I'm going Avalanche here uh, to win 4-2. You get that at 4-1. to one. Lightning might have the best goaltender. No, not might. We know that they do. Uh, but the Avalanche, to me, are the better team. Uh, Tampa struggled against high-powered offenses, and Colorado, in, in my opinion, really presents a, a different challenge for them because uh, they're so aggressive and they're so physical, uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot more physical team than we saw the Rangers, right? Like, so I just – I think uh, Vasilevsky is going to have his hands full with this offense, and the Avalanche, they average about five goals per game. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to go for this first game tonight. I'm going to play the over here, over six. Six or plus – here's some interesting uh, trends that I came across, Tyler. Six or more goals have been scored in game one of the Stanley Cup since 2017, except one that was in 2020 – and five goals were scored. The over is 17 and six when the line is six or more for Colorado. The over is 12 and six combined with three days off. And, um, you know, as we know, again, 
Vasilevsky, we saw him. He had a, a slow start against the Rangers because of the time off. Interesting to see if that's going to be the same case here in game one. And again, like I said, Colorado is just a different animal when it comes to the Rangers and more offensive firepower. So series, Avalanche uh, will uh, we'll win it in four, four to two. And then um, and then uh, this tonight's game, I'm taking the over at six. Yeah, I like the overplay. I think these are two uh, offenses that can uh, really light the lamp, especially on the Avalanche side. Darcy Kemper looks like he may be back, but uh, he, he's not a goalie that intimidates me in any way. Vasilevsky would be that on the other side. But uh, Colorado's offense is just so potent. It's going to be a stern test for Vasilevsky. I think both teams are going to be able to. It's going to be kind of some back-and-forth action, uh, put a lot of shots on net. Uh, one specific prop I have for game one is Vasilevsky over 32.5 saves. Again, I think he's going to see, you know, 35 to 40 shots from the Colorado Avalanche. I like in the series the Avalanche plus a game and a half at my – I'm sorry, the Lightning, I should say. I like in the series the Lightning at plus a game and a half, minus 135 is the price. I think this was a little disrespectful to uh, the Lightning, uh, some of the pricing in the series. If I think the Lightning could win it. Let's just start there. So if they win it, the plus uh, a game and a half is obviously gravy. But I think if they are to lose this series, they're going to push Colorado to the break. This is not the Nashville uh, Predators. This is not even the Edmonton Oilers. I think the St. Louis Blues are the best team that the Avalanche played in the Western Conference Finals. The Lightning are even a step above them. With Vasilevsky and Nett, of course, Jordan Bennington got hurt in that series. But the Blues were able to push Colorado to six games. Vasilevsky will be the best goalie they have seen so far. And I think the uh, Lightning will be the deepest, toughest, hardest team for the Avalanche to uh, take on. So plus a game and a half in this series, um, in a series that I think the Lightning can absolutely win. But if the Avalanche do win, I think it's likely going to take them seven games to do so. I like that pricing uh, in the series. So game one, Vasilevsky over a save prop. Uh, over is the total I like as well. But I do like uh, getting an extra game and a half head start for the uh, Lightning on the series price. So game one should be fun. Puck drop eight Eastern 5 PM Pacific tonight. Finally, let's wrap it up in baseball. Got uh, games all day as it is a Wednesday travel day. Anything that stands out to you that you want to share with the people, Anita? Yeah. Uh, two games. Uh, one is right here in my own backyard and that's with uh, the Yankees going up against the Rays. I'm going uh, first five innings under three and a half runs. You've got nasty Nestor on the bump for the Yankees, and you've got uh, McClanahan, who's on the bump for the Rays. Both of them sport an ERA that's under two. Both have held their opponent to one run the last time these two teams faced each other. And um, and uh, McClanahan, uh, he's averaging two or less runs a game every time he starts 10 of his last 12 games. So some excellent pitching. Uh, is going to be showcased in this matchup. So again, I'm going first five innings under three and a half runs, and you get that at minus 120. And probably my favorite play is the Braves, man. They are just crushing the cover off the ball. They're going up against Washington, 17 home runs in their last four games, uh, seventh best offense in Major League Baseball, 11-2 and two on the run line their last 13 games. And, um, and they're going up against uh, Fetty. He's given up 10 home runs in 31 innings, and he's got a 1080 ERA every time he faces the Braves. So, um, so again, Braves on the run line and uh, Yankees raise under three and a half runs first five innings. All right, a couple I want to look at here today. Um, Shane McClanahan, 
Tampa Bay uh, starter over six and a half K's minus one thirty against those uh, New York Yankees. One of the best teams in all of baseball, maybe the best. McClanahan though is maybe the top strikeout artist we have in major league baseball right now. He's fanned at least seven in 11 of his 12 starts this season. That includes fanning seven Yankees in six innings uh, on May 29th. His K rate is 35 and a half this season. Um, despite the Yankees having a robust offense, McClanahan always gets uh, and racks up his strikeouts. So I'll play him over six and a half. I like the Cardinals on the run line uh, to complete the sweep versus the Pirates. Jack Flaherty will make his uh, season debut. He's on a pitch limit of 60 uh, pitches, but uh, the uh, Cardinals have run line the Pirates in all three games so far this series. They swept a doubleheader yesterday. Paul Goldschmidt is white hot. Uh, the team is finally getting healthy with their offense. Um, again, in all three runs, all three wins, I should say, uh, so far this series have been by at least two runs. The Pirates have been on the road for a long time. They got swept by the Braves, the hottest teams in baseball. Another taking on a Cardinals team that's uh, the strongest it's been all season. I think they're just a little road weary uh, right now as that series wraps up at Bush Stadium. And then I want to point out the Cubs and Padres playing today at Wrigley Field. The temperature on the north side of Chicago is expected to be in the 90s all evening Ooh. long. So it's going to be warm. And the winds are blowing out straight away to center, basically, at 20-plus miles an hour. Oh if you my. go back to last night, Anita, the Padres and the Cubs uh, combined for 17 runs. San Diego scored 12. The Cubs scored 5 in a 12-5 win last night. The conditions are even more conducive to offense tonight. So I'm going to play the game over 11 and a half. But Love it. A fun way to um, get a little extra juice, a little extra candy here. At plus 130, you can play both teams to score five or more runs. And that's plus 130. So even if the uh, game goes under and it's a 6-5 win for one team, you cash a plus 130 bet. Again, the market is telling us they expect 12 runs at the very least because the over 11 and a half is juiced to minus 120. If you look on Caesars, you can get a uh, alternate line or a, an alternate game prop of both the Cubs and Padres scoring five plus at plus 130. That's way better pricing. Both teams did score five plus. The pitching matchup today is not a great one. It's Ryan Weathers making uh, his debut for the uh, Padres. He's a lefty who will not, he'll probably have a short, um, you know, a short leash and a, a, a low pitch count. He's certainly not a, uh, a pitcher that scares us right now, especially making his debut. And then Caleb Killian is the starter for the Cubs, who's got a 5.40 ERA, although he's only pitched five innings so far this season. So hitting conditions are ideal on the north side of Chicago. I got both the Cubs and the Padres scoring five-plus at plus 130. That's going to be my best bet today on uh, Daily Wager. So make sure you tune into that, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Bet. We'll be on our uh, digital platforms like our YouTube channel, ESPN Sports Betting. Go subscribe there, 4 p.m. Pacific, or 4 p.m. Eastern, I should say, 1 p.m. Pacific. Busy day, busy slate for Wednesday and through the weekend with the U.S. Open, the NBA Finals, the NHL Stanley Cup Final, and, of course, Big League Baseball in the midst of its regular season. Always fun with Anita Marks here on this uh, Wednesday edition of Daily Wager. A little bit more than 10 minutes of the bets you need, but like we said, it's a jam-packed slate. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. It helps us out greatly. And we will see you today on Bet and Daily Wager and see you back here tomorrow on the Daily Wager podcast.